the Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything. And on today's show, we are talking all about main character energy and romanticizing your life. Happy Sunday. Thank you so much for coming back. At the day of recording this, it's Tuesday and I'm already having a ringer of a week, guys, and I'll get to that in a second. But I hope that if you are having a bit of a rough week that you are feeling a little bit better knowing that tomorrow is a new week and we can try to start again and we can try to have a better one. I'm thinking of you, sending you so much love and all my hugs. I'm also in a frilly sleeve top today. (laughs) And when I walked in the studio, Derek was like, what's going on with your sleeves? And I'm realizing while I'm scrolling on the computer, it's getting in the way. So if you see me being awkward on the camera today, it's the top. We blame the top. I thought it'd be cute, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. Anyway, as usual, you know how we start our Sunday episodes. We usually do the highlight gratitude and struggle. I'm also starting to pick a favorite post from the Facebook group as well, because I love seeing you guys interact and engage. And I do have one from this week too. And the little shout out goes to Katie. Now, Katie posted in the group literally yesterday. She went to her first concert by herself. She went to see Lizzo. I don't know how many other people in the Your Safe Space community went to see Lizzo, but if you did go and see Lizzo, I hope you had a great time. And Katie, I just want to say I'm so proud of you. It takes a lot of courage to go to a concert like that. And I think concerts, are like really up there with like the out there stuff you can do up there with like solo travel, right? But to dip your toes in and dive or not even dip your toes in, you're diving straight in. I'm super proud of you. And I'm so happy that you shared it with us. Reading that thread made me so happy. And also thank you to the rest of the group because you guys got around Katie and even just seeing that makes my heart so happy and full. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. And now I'm going to get into highlights, gratitudes, and struggles. As always, we're going to start with the struggle because we get the bad out of the way first. We can finish on a high. And I am very much in the thick of my struggle right now. I think I'm still in a bit of shock. And Franklin, my little baby, my little sausage dog is not super well at the moment. He's had a little bit of a health scare yesterday. We went to the vet for a routine checkup and... Yeah, it ended in me crying in the vet and the vet telling me that she believes he has early stages of IVDD, which is a degenerative disc disease, very common in sausage dogs. And I think any pet owner can relate. It doesn't really matter what it is, but if your pet is unwell or sick or in pain, it kills you. And yeah, we've got another appointment on Thursday. I'm just trying to like hold on and get to Thursday and I'll give you guys an update next week with the treatment plan and what we're going to do. The good thing is I've got a good vet on my side. I've got pet insurance. I was prepared for this. I think if you're a sausage dog owner, you should know about IVDD. It is a huge risk. It's very common in dashies. It's as common as one in four dash hounds and This was probably one of my biggest fears. I'm not going to lie about that. So having it told to me at the vet, my world just like shattered into a million pieces, but I'm holding it together. But that is my struggle. It's definitely taken priority. My mental health was already struggling a little bit. This now has given me something else to focus on. I'm trying to stay strong for him. But yeah, 
not ideal, guys, not ideal. And so my highlight in gratitude is one, because yesterday before the vet appointment, I had therapy and I squeezed in a last minute session before Europe. Not only am I going to Europe in, I think like 17 days, but my psychologist went to Europe today and she does not listen to this podcast, I don't think, but I hope she has a good time. And so she squeezed me in for one last appointment and I really just needed it. However, I wish I had the appointment after the vet appointment because I had therapy at one and then I had the vet at three and I was a mess after the vet appointment. And so really grateful that I had that psychologist appointment. And then I'm also really grateful that I have pet insurance as well. And I don't know if anyone listening sees Franklin and thinks, oh my God, I want a dash hound so badly. And I know some of you say that you're going to get one or ask me questions about getting one, but you really have to assess the risks and weigh up what you're comfortable with and you must get pet insurance. I cannot stress that to you enough because treatment for something like that can be very expensive and I'm grateful that I would never have to choose between money and saving his life because I'm prepared to do anything. So very grateful for 25-year-old me who got pet insurance when I got him because that's going to help us. And just grateful that I saw my psychologist because that probably gave me a bit of a mental boost yesterday. But guys, we're going to get into the show. I'm very happy to do this one. I'm actually excited and keen for a bit of a distraction from thinking about the vet and thinking about Thursday. Okay, so bear with me, but I cannot believe that it's taken me so long to do it because I feel like I really do try to embody the whole main character energy, romanticize your life vibe. And I love sitting in this mindset. The other thing is with most stuff that we discuss on this podcast, I always say they're tools in the toolkit, right? And this is a mindset that you can build or tap into or strengthen. And I want to get right into it. Now, some of you listening to this might be like, what the hell are you talking about? Some of you may have seen it on social media. Main character energy was definitely trending, I think last year, I'm going to say. Yeah. But I think that I've been doing this for a long time. And what I believe main character energy is, is that it is essentially just being your own hype person. Okay. It is cheering for yourself. It is backing yourself. It is trusting yourself. It is validating yourself. And it is being able to take bold action and having agency over yourself and your life really putting yourself first. I also think it goes hand in hand with romanticizing your life. And for me, all romanticizing your life is, is gratitude and mindfulness, which I think are beautiful things to learn how to practice and beautiful things to dip into. It is also about finding joy in the mundane things, appreciating those like little moments of joy or beauty or pockets of happiness in your day that you can just hold on to for an extra moment or an extra minute to sit in that gratitude. And obviously, like all episodes, I like to give you a bit of a definition. So according to the internet, main character energy refers to someone who lives as though they're the main character of a film or a novel, usually in a way that is apparent to others. And I understand that as well. I think that's more of like a literal definition, but I really feel like it's more about the energy and the mindset behind it. Now, I also like to give you both sides of the coin. So in my research for this episode, I found that there were some other takes on the main character energy vibe. And some people think it's about seeking validation, seeking attention, sometimes being narcissistic or selfish. And as I always say with everything, it is a spectrum. So 
obviously on one end, if you've got people or things pushing it to the extreme, I think you can maybe have some of that be true. Obviously, we try to aim for that middle point where we're achieving like a healthy balance. And I think it's more about that internal mindset shift and that internal energy. And I don't think that it's a bad thing or a negative thing to ever tap into gratitude or mindfulness or that self-assurance. Why would that be a negative thing? Now, as I say, I'm a huge advocate for it because it's essentially a form of self-care in my mind and it is something that I like to step into when I need it. It is also about knowing that you are always the main character in your own story, but everyone else is also the main character in their story as well. And so you can coexist with others while being in your main character moment and they can also be in their main character moment. And I also think it's important to mention that we probably can't have main character energy 24-7, right? I never want to come on here and preach like unhealthy or silly shit to you guys, but you can also be a side character or an extra in some moments as well. There are going to be times when you don't want to tap into that main character energy and you don't have to, okay? It's really about figuring out when you do step into it and when you don't. Now, obviously, I'm talking a lot about it, but I am going to unpack what it looks like. And these are the five traits I believe someone who has main character energy will display. The first trait is that they are confident. And what I mean by that is that they are self-assured. They know that they firstly believe in themselves. They believe in their abilities. They know what they bring to the table. And they also believe that they deserve the best and they expect the best. And I've spoken a little bit about that in other episodes, but it's almost being and I don't even want to use the word delusional because it's not, but it's just having that Delulu energy about you where you know what you offer, you know what you bring to the table and you present yourself like that. You act like that. And I do have an episode on building self-confidence. I think it might be episode three of this podcast. Don't quote me on that. But if you go back to the start and that makes me want to cringe a little bit because the earlier episodes, I was so shy and nervous, but go back and listen to that if you want to obviously build your confidence too. I will give you some tips in a second about how to build your own main character vibes. But number two is that the main character energy, they are self-aware. And I always talk about this, but Being self-aware means that you know that it's okay to feel a range of emotions. It's okay to feel the good things. It's also okay to feel the not so good things. And they also are able to honor where they are at. So sometimes a main character moment is crying, right? It's crying on your couch. It's putting on a sad movie. It might be eating a packet of Maltesers or peanut M&Ms. I'm talking about stuff I might do when I'm having like a main character sad moment. Other times you might be putting on a cute outfit and taking yourself out on a solo date or going to buy yourself flowers. You know what you need and you know how to give it to yourself in those moments. Number three is that they are compassionate and kind to themselves because main character energy doesn't let you talk to yourself like shit. Main character energy doesn't compare. It also means that you don't speak to yourself negatively or speak to yourself poorly. It means that you treat yourself gently and that you're also able to celebrate your wins. 
and embrace the things that make you you. The other point on this is that they really do embrace their uniqueness and just their individuality, which I think is so important because that means that you're not afraid to be yourself or not afraid to be different and essentially is just like total acceptance of who they are. Number four is they are fearless. Again, maybe you want to tap into that delusional energy, but they make educated decisions about what they want to do, but they are not afraid to put themselves out there. You know that saying, it's like, do it for the plot. (laughs) I always see that all over social media. That really is embodying that. And I also believe that they've got a growth mindset, which I've done an episode on as well. I can't remember the number of that one though. Number five, as I've mentioned through a few of the other points is that delusional energy. And I know sometimes it's hard to tap into that, but it's almost like that secret magic, right? It is that ultimate belief that you can have whatever you want, that you deserve the absolute best and that everything is always working out in your favor, even when it doesn't necessarily feel like it or even when shit might be hitting the fan, right? And I think even with my mindset this week, like I'm obviously assuming the worst in some areas, but I'm telling myself at the end of the day that like, this is going to be okay. And like, if it's going to happen to anyone, it can happen to me, but I'm going to handle it in the best possible way. So really tapping into that energy. And I don't even know if delusional is the right word because I don't think delusional, I don't know if it has a good connotation, but it's really just that belief fully backing yourself. Now, obviously, if you feel like you're listening to this and you feel like you don't have main character energy, I'm here to tell you we all do. Okay, and we can all tap into it. We can all build it. We can all strengthen that. It's like a muscle. The more you work on it, the better you get at it. And so I've got some top tips on how you can do that. And these are things that I try to do and things that I think have worked for myself. Now, the first one is to just fully accept yourself. And I believe that it is so fine to have goals. It is so fine to work towards certain things in your life and have ambitions. And if you want to make changes about yourself or about your life or the way that you're living, amazing. But before you do that, I think you have to get to a point where you fully accept who you are, what's and all. Okay. And there's this quote that I live by and it is, no one is you and that is your power. And it is absolutely embodying that because at the end of the day, we are all so individual and all so different. We're humans and none of us are made identically and even identical twins, like you're still different in your core and on the inside. And so realizing that you literally are enough just as you are and accepting yourself fully. I think if you come from that place from the beginning, it's a much stronger like backbone and foundation to start from. Number two is to get comfortable in your own company. And I'm pretty sure I've got an episode about this as well. Go back and listen to that one. But this is really reinvesting and just focusing on your own energy. And I always feel not sad, but I always feel shocked when people are either shocked that like I would do something by myself or shocked that I'd take myself on a solo date. Or they say to me like, how do you have fun by yourself? Or how are you okay to do that? And I think, well, being okay in your own company is such a gift and we should learn how to do that. And we should learn how to be okay with that. Obviously balance, because I always say we need human interaction. We need human connection. We can't go on and live without that, but you should be able to be okay in your own company. Obviously there are big ways that you can do that, small ways that you can do that, but it is really embracing that alone time and just sitting with yourself. I know it can be daunting, especially if you haven't done that in the past, but 
learning to love your own company like that is priceless. And I think to myself, obviously, the relationship that you have with yourself is the only one that you're going to have forever. Why wouldn't you want to make that a good one? Why wouldn't you want to make that a special one? Number three is stop playing small. And this goes to, I think, self-sabotage and doubting yourself and limiting beliefs. And I know for some of us that might come a little bit more naturally than others. I think especially if you are someone who struggles with like that negative self-talk and things like that, you can probably relate to that. But the antidote to that is recognizing your worth and recognizing there are those moments that you're going to have in life where you have an urge to do something or you can put your hand up for a job. I'm not sure. You might ask for what you want in a relationship setting or ask for what you want in a work setting or in a friendship or in whatever area or aspect of your life. It is not being scared to take that action, to take that risk and to put yourself out of your comfort zone. I think sometimes our biggest drawback is that little voice in our head that holds us back. And when you are trying to embrace that like main character energy to silence that, you just have to take that action. Even if it's messy. Even if you have no idea what you're doing, even if you have to fake it till you make it or wing it a little bit, again, that is really embracing that main character energy. Obviously, what I think when I do things like that is, I don't know, I just tell myself, I'll figure it out, right? And I think even if I go back to starting a YouTube channel, starting the podcast, I had no idea what I was doing. I still low-key have no idea what I'm doing. And most people I think would tell you that they also have no idea what they're doing. They're just kind of winging it, but it's not being afraid to put yourself out of your comfort zone. Number four is to start being your own hype person. And I know this is kind of related to the last point, but it is so important to cheer for yourself. And I know, again, it can be challenging if it doesn't come naturally, but there are things that you can do to start to build this habit. And I personally love affirmations and quotes. And I think it's almost like a little hack for our brain, right? Especially if you are someone who defaults to like negative thoughts or negative thinking patterns to start to rewire that and to change the narrative that you're telling yourself. And a little hack that I like to do is obviously using affirmations. You can either set them as a timer on your phone, write them down while you're journaling, or there are apps that you can get that send you little affirmations throughout the day. And I can't even tell you, it's just like this little burst of confidence and self-love and can be a really nice way to dip your toes in and start to become that cheerleader and hype person for yourself. Number five is to advocate for yourself. And this is a mix of a lot of things, right? It's holding your own boundaries. It is standing up for what you want, speaking your truth, saying no. It is knowing it's okay to voice your needs because your needs matter and what you want matters and what you want is important. And it is also celebrating your wins. I think this is one thing that is so easy to do, but so many people don't do it no matter how small. I think we sometimes forget to give ourselves that grace to celebrate those little wins. And I think progress, no matter how big or small, still should be celebrated because it's just a reminder that you're doing well and it reinforces that trust and that validation for yourself. And it helps you build that validation towards yourself. It is also knowing that you are human and you are always doing your best. And I think there's like this overarching kind of theme in my own therapy appointments with my psychologist where it always just comes back to like me doing my best and that I'm just a human trying my best. And it's sweet when I look at it with that compassion and kindness. And so just advocating for yourself and really having your 
own back, which leads us to number six, which is back yourself. And it is knowing that you've got this. It is knowing that you've made it through some really difficult things in the past. And if you have, and you're still here listening to this podcast, then I'm super proud of you. And it's knowing that you'll be okay. Even if it doesn't feel like it, even if you can't see that light at the end of the tunnel right now, it's definitely there. I'm here to remind you, don't lose hope. Definitely don't give up. One thought or saying that I tell myself is like, this will pass. I know it will pass. It always has. It always does. And it's important to know that a person with main character energy isn't happy 24-7. They know that it's okay that there are going to be times where sometimes you're down or sometimes you're feeling sad or sometimes you're feeling disappointed or angry or annoyed, whatever. There's a whole range of emotions that exist. But a main character energy person understands that life is experiencing all of it, the ups and the downs. And not just trying to be this happy, positive person all the time, but knowing that when shit's rough, that they're going to be okay. Obviously, being a main character energy person as well is knowing that you don't aim for that unhelpful or unrealistic standard and you're just aiming for that really healthy, balanced approach, which is something I try to do and try to share with you guys to do as well. Obviously, there are so many more ways and I would love for you to come into the group and share them. I would love to know what you think makes somebody with main character energy. I would love to know how you personally build it in your life. And as I said at the start of this show, it really does tie into romanticizing your life. And if I think about my life, romanticizing it is just one of the things that I love doing. It makes me so happy. And I'm going to share with you some things that you can do to romanticize your life. Romanticizing your life, I know every day is not Christmas or our birthday or an amazing day, but romanticizing your life is treating every day like a special day, right? It is acting like it is a special day. And I know that for some of us, it might be hard to do, but when you are able to find moments of beauty or find moments of joy in the day, that can really shift your mood and alter your mindset as well. Again, I'm not sitting here saying that if something bad happened to you, ignore it, or if something terrible is going on, you don't have to deal with that. Just focus on the positive. I will never come on here and preach toxic positivity. And I'm very careful because I know topics like this can almost borderline that, but it really is about knowing when to dip into it and when to not dip into it, okay? Because there are gonna be times when you can and times where you just have to sit in your sadness and times where you just have to accept what's going on and work through or process some of that terrible shit too. Now, these are some little ways that I like to romanticize my life and some things that I like to do or things that I have seen that I would like to start doing. And these are my top 10 tips. So the first tip, and this is probably the biggest overarching tip, is mindfulness. And I'm cheating a little bit because I think the whole idea of romanticizing your life is about mindfulness. And it is really just taking notice of your senses and the times when your senses are engaged, right? When I'm talking about senses, I'm talking about the things that you see, the things that you smell, the things that you taste, the things that you hear, or the way the things around you make you feel. Obviously, There are lots of examples with this, right? Some little ones, just going outside, getting some sun or getting some fresh air. There's a reason why you feel better doing that. In every single sensory experience, there are so many examples that I could give to you. 
something as small as your next meal that you're eating, just appreciating how good it tastes or appreciating your morning coffee out of your cute cup. Like that's something I do every single day and I look forward to my morning coffee like you wouldn't believe. When I don't have it, I actually feel sad, not just because I love the coffee, but it's a little bit of a three to five minute mindfulness moment for me because I'm drinking out of my cute mug, you know, the one with like the little love hearts on it makes me so happy. And I just sip it. And I think to myself, this is so amazing. Like I'm having a little main character moment, but it really is just about mindfulness. It is being present in the moment. It is really indulging in your senses. And the other thing as well is not rushing when you're doing things like this, but I'll get to that point in a second. Number two is music. And again, this is related to the sense of hearing and music can have such an impact on your mood and can help you romanticize your life in so many different ways. One thing I like to do is having different music for different moods. So I'm very lucky my gym plays some like very heavy like gym music. I don't usually wear headphones when I train, but that music is just for when I'm in the gym, right? Sometimes I might need to listen to it on the way to the gym, but there's other playlists for when I'm just driving around on a long drive or maybe I'm feeling sad and I want to cry. It is okay to put on a sad song to kind of bring that emotion up and out. And I think a really good activity is for you to just take note the next time you're listening to a song and really feeling it and listening to it. See how it makes your body feel. See what songs bring you down. See what songs lift you up. And then try to create a main character playlist or a romanticizing your life playlist. Music is so powerful. And I think that also goes hand in hand with dancing. I have to be honest, I haven't done too many happy dances recently. I should probably get back into it because they actually do make you feel so much better. And I'm not talking about choreographing a 30-minute dance routine every day or dancing to all the TikTok trends. I'm literally just talking about a couple minutes, moving your body, dancing around. You can do it maybe while you're brushing your teeth or maybe while you're getting ready for the day. Something really small to just lift your mood and lift your vibe. Number three is creativity. And this could be literally anything as well. And I obviously recommend always finding things that feel good to you and finding things that work for you. But some examples I'll give you are art. Maybe you're making something. Maybe you're painting something. Maybe it's food. Maybe you're baking something or making something. Maybe it's even a good book. Maybe it is something to take you out of like your mind almost and take you into like a different world and lets you go on a bit of a journey and express your emotions. Very recently, and I actually bought my own paint by numbers ages ago. I haven't touched it, but very recently I went to my friend Madison's house and she had set up a girl's paint night for myself, her and our other friend M. And it was a paint by numbers. It was literally from Kmart and it was a set of three and there were these beautiful native Australian flowers. And I didn't even realize how much I needed that, but it was so nice just to like be there painting and get out of my head for a second. And I think sometimes people might think, oh, being mindful means that like you have to sit and do nothing and just listen to the thoughts. But no, doing something can achieve that mindfulness as well. Obviously, doing different things is going to achieve a different level of mindfulness. I think if you look at doing a paint by numbers or reading a book, and maybe comparing that to some other not so good ways like scrolling on the internet or numbing yourself with other forms of coping mechanisms, you'll be able to see the difference. But 
I'm here to recommend paint by numbers and I'm going to start my paint by numbers hopefully in the coming couple of weeks before I head off to Europe. Number four is journaling. And this is a very physical way to practice mindfulness. You guys know I advocate for journaling quite heavily. I love it. It changed my life. It's the best thing ever. And I still need to do an episode on journaling. (laughs) Actually, I just realized I don't think I've done one. I think I've done some YouTube videos, but it is about checking in with yourself. Journaling builds your self-awareness. Journaling builds your self-trust and journaling allows you to reflect It keeps you balanced and it helps you stay present again in your own world, but also takes you out of your head as well and is a really good way to romanticize your life. Again, you could write so many different things in a journal. There are so many different ways to go about it, but something like gratitude, writing down your affirmations, these are all very entry-level easy ways to dip your toes in. Number five is slowing down. And I did briefly touch on this when I talked about mindfulness, but what is the rush? Literally, what is the rush? Why do we rush to do everything? And I think it is a byproduct of society and the world that we live in. And it's very fascinating because I even noticed when I lived in Sydney, Sydney was very fast paced and rushed. And then when I moved back to Melbourne, I noticed everyone was still fast paced, but not as bad as Sydney. And then I've also traveled to obviously the Gold Coast a lot recently and Adelaide a fair bit and people in the Gold Coast and Adelaide are a little bit more relaxed. And I think maybe it has to do with their way of life or the way that they live, but I think we can take some things from that. Okay. It's slowing down. It is allowing yourself time to do things and time to enjoy stuff. And maybe it's taking things out of our schedule so that we have more time to slow down at the same time. And I think if you can't do that, then what ways in your life can you achieve slowing down in other ways? And I'll give you a very good example. And I might even share this TikTok into the Facebook group, but I saw this girl, she was getting ready to have a shower, right? Most of us take showers. I'm going to say we all take showers, right? Something that is mundane and just part of our routine. We need to take a shower. But she literally turned it into like this whole ambience, beautiful relaxation routine. She turned the lights off. She had this little, I don't know what you want to call it, like a little lamp to give it like a dim effect. She's like, I will never shower with the lights on ever again. She had a fresh thing of, what was it? Eucalyptus hanging in her shower. I don't know if you guys have seen that. She lit a candle, she lit incense. And she was saying that she does not know why or know how she ever showered without the ambience. And that this way of her showering each night just achieved so much relaxation and really just took her to a place while just having a shower. And yes, I'm going to say it might take an extra five minutes to set up, but I was very inspired by that. And so I jumped online and I went to another TikToker's website. It's called Botanical H2O. And I ordered all this incense and a little incense holder. I'm also going to order a little lamp for the bathroom and I'm going to start having ambient showers because I definitely need to slow down in my life. And it's something that I struggle with, but obviously that's a very extreme example. There are so many other ways that you can do it, but you can see there how you take something that you already do and then you slow it down or add something to it to make it a little bit more relaxing. We have a couple more, so bear with me. Number six is nature. And I put this in here because it's free and we can get out in nature at any point. There is a reason why we usually feel better if we're at the beach around water or in the trees around nature. And really it is noticing the beauty around you and noticing 
Maybe it's the cute ducks on your walk, or maybe it's the sweet magpies that follow you on your walk. I'm talking about things that I notice when I'm going out for my walks, but there are so many little things that we can just take note of or just appreciate. And I think it's so fascinating, like even the seasons, I think in autumn, you know, you've got everything falling, the trees are losing their leaves. It's winter at the moment. So the first thing I'm noticing when I walk outside is like the steam. (laughs) coming out of my mouth or like the little ice particles on the grass. And I'm just trying to appreciate that. Like I think to myself, we're just humans floating on this rock. And when I think about it like that, sometimes I can spiral, but there are so many little beautiful things that I can appreciate in the day to day just by being out in nature. Number seven is realizing that every day is a day to treat yourself. Okay. And I've spoken about this before very briefly, but it is not saving your nice things for a special occasion. And I don't know why we do this, but I feel like it's very common for us to do this. And I used to listen to this podcast back when I lived in Sydney and she was very big on this, but she would order and buy like this beautiful China, like dinnerware plates and like cutlery. And she would have her orange juice in like a champagne glass every single day. And she was very big on treating herself in that way. And I think I definitely took inspiration from that. Like if you look at the bowl I eat my breakfast out of, my mum handmade that at a pottery class. I bought little spoons that have like suns and moons and flowers on them because they make me happy. I've got my little coffee mug and I try to have little things in my day to day that just make me feel special or make me feel important or make me feel like I deserve the finer things or the beautiful things or the nice things. And it can be really small or it can be really big, right? You might want to buy yourself new sheets or maybe you've bought new sheets, but you just haven't put them on the bed. Put the nice sheets on the bed, right? You sleep in your bed every night. You deserve nice sheets. Maybe it is wearing your favorite outfit. Maybe it's buying a new top, (laughs) one that hopefully doesn't get in the way while you're trying to scroll. And it could be other things like actually doing or using your really nice makeup or using your really nice perfume. I used to alternate quite a bit between like a cheaper perfume and then a more expensive one. And now I just use the expensive one every day. And I know that obviously that's more pricey, but I'm like, I want to smell good. I really love it. And I might change that scent down the track, but right now that makes me happy. That makes me feel good. I'm going to spray the perfume. As I said, there are other things like maybe it's putting on your favorite jewelry or even not something like that everyone can see. It might even be just wearing like a cute pair of underwear or like a cute bra. The really key thing with this is to make sure it is for you. Okay. It is doing the nice things for you that will make you feel good. It's not about anybody else. It's not about getting validation from anybody else. It is about getting validation from yourself. Number eight is date yourself. And I spoke a lot about going out for dinner alone and spending time alone in the solo travel episode. And Really, that comes back to just being okay in your own company, being okay dating yourself, but knowing how empowering something like that is. And I would love to hear from Katie that went to the Lizzo concert by yourself. Katie, if you can do a follow-up post and tell us how good you felt after doing that, please let me know because it's no joke. And I used to do other stuff like buying myself flowers. I probably need to get back into that. I will still take myself out to the movies or out to dinner, out to brunch, out to lunch, out to breakfast. It is being okay doing that. There's something powerful about Firstly, not waiting for somebody else to take you on a date, but secondly, being okay in your own company and giving that gift to yourself because it is such a beautiful thing and we should definitely embrace it. Number nine is to keep your space tidy energetically. 
And obviously keep your space tidy physically as well, but it's really important to identify what brings you joy or what makes you happy and then put that into your space. Now, I don't know what space you want to do this in. It can be your room, your desk, your car, your whole house, your apartment, wherever you're living. For me, I really think it's about more about my room and my desk, but every single thing in there has some meaning to it. It's a bit like that, does this spark joy before you buy something, right? Or before you put something in there. Every little thing in there has a purpose or has meaning. And my room is such a safe space for me. So I can sit in there and I can just feel calm and happy and safe and peaceful. Again, maybe it's getting some candles. Maybe it's getting some incense. Maybe it's a playlist. How can you indulge those senses as well? But also physically or energetically, how can you tidy that up to make yourself feel better and romanticize that part of your life? Then number 10 is starting small. And I was going to say this at the start, I never want you to be overwhelmed while listening to this podcast. And I know I'm giving you a lot of tips and tricks, but just picking one thing if you're feeling overwhelmed is the best way to start. Or currently looking at your life right now where you already have things that you do that might be a little bit mundane, that might be a little bit like, eh, okay, I'm just doing it because I have to and seeing if you can add to that or seeing if you can make that a little bit better. Very similar to the shower or maybe you commute a long way to work every day. How can you make your commute a little bit better? Can you put on a podcast? Are you listening to your safe space? <laughs> I hope that you are. Maybe it's having a playlist for your commute. Obviously, everyone's lives are so individual. I don't know what you've got going on, but having a look at that and seeing if there are any little ways that you can then make those changes and obviously start to shift your mood or your vibe. As I always say, small steps in the right direction will get you there. And it's better to take small steps and trying to do every single thing I've mentioned on this episode and try to sit in that energy 24-7. Again, I really just want it to be balanced and I hope you guys can hear that. I did also ask you guys for your top ways to step into main character energy. And I said, please tell me, I want to put it into the episode this morning and you guys delivered. I love some of these and it makes me so happy to hear that you guys are also already doing this, but you can take inspo from each other. And I will also put up a post for this episode once it's out so that we can come and write any other ones that we can think of. But I love this one so much. Listening to my favorite song and dancing while cooking breakfast. Huge vibe and very similar to the last point in the tips on romanticizing your life. This person is going to make breakfast, right? How easy is it just to pop on a song and dance while you're doing that? You're already doing something. You're already doing the action. How do you then make that better? And that's a perfect example. This one, I also love doing myself, but this person said music and scream singing. (laughs) And the energetic release that you get from that is so good. I'm in my Taylor Swift era right now. So I've been just like listening to all of her songs on repeat and scream singing in the car. I feel sorry for anyone that's like driving past me. We also have someone spending time by themselves. This was one of my favorite ones too. Acting like a tourist in your own city and finding new experiences often. A really great tip that I have is to just go into TikTok and search like Melbourne experience or things to do in Melbourne and see what comes up. Same as like things to do in Sydney, things to do in Perth, things to do in Queensland. Like you can find little activities or little classes. I saw a TikTok very recently. This girl went to do a jewelry making class with one of her friends and they like feed you at the same time. And then she literally made like a necklace and an earring, like a set of earrings. And it was just so cute. I've also done obviously other classes as well. I've made those little, what do you call it? Mosaic candle holders. I've done paint and sip. 
there's this tufting class. I don't know if anyone's heard of it, but tufting is like those fluffy rugs. I want to do that. That's on my list to do. But there are so many little things or ways that you can put yourself out there. Again, doing that solo to live that main character energy or romanticize your life. This person booked a solo trip and said that they were inspired by me. And that makes me so happy. I hope you listened to last week's episode. This other person said, I listened to your podcast on my hot girl walks. And thank you for doing that. Thank you for sharing your hot girl walk with me. But it just goes to show if anyone else is out there walking, I'm also an advocate for walking with the podcast and just letting yourself sit with your thoughts. But having a good podcast, having a good playlist can change the whole vibe of it. This one made me smile so much. I listen to a playlist while I run errands and I pretend I'm in a movie and then they put a laughing face and don't laugh because this is legit. It makes me think of like when I was a kid and you're in the back seat and like there's this like really aesthetic song playing and you're like looking out the window and you're pretending you're in a video clip. That's the vibe, right? And I think something like running errands can be super boring and a little bit mundane, but putting on a playlist can completely shift and change that vibe. This person also said, I love going on solo dates and people watching. How good is people watching? And then lastly, we have saying no and not feeling guilty about it. I stick up for myself and I speak about what I need to. And I think that is a beautiful way to wrap the show. And as I said, I'm so sure that there's many more that I've missed. If I have, come into the group and please let me know what you guys think about this episode. We are going to wrap the show here. If you enjoyed it, please share it on your story. Please share it with somebody that you love. And if you haven't already, leave us a review on Apple or a rating on Spotify. And please subscribe to us on Instagram. It's your safe space pod join our facebook group your safe space podcast community look after yourselves take care and i'll see you guys next time bye